Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. We are going fully interactive for the next half hour. You can reach us on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. Your thoughts on Saturday's victory? Did you like the Oilers' team toughness? Um, how about Edmonton's top dogs delivering both McDavid and Drysaddle scoring twice in the game? For, it only ever happened one time before. It was in Arizona uh, when Connor and Leon each got a pair of goals. And route to an Oilers victory, especially when you compare it to maybe some of the challenges. And I know we got a lot of Maple Leaf fans out there because I hear from them once in a while on the Ashley Fine Floors text line 780-496-0063. So bring it. If you got some good comments, fire away either via the text line or on the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline. Guests and Oilers now receive guest certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had, and it's open at 4 today. 4 today for the game tonight until close. Follow the sizzle to 9990 Jasper Avenue. Uh, Roos Chris normally open Tuesday through Sunday from 5 till close. You can tell Chris and Chef Tap that Oilers now sent you. We go to the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline. Alex from Summerland, B.C. on line number one. Hello, Alex. How are you? I'm doing great, Bob. How are you? Good. What do you think? Oh, what do I think? I think Drysdale. Uh, they need a bigger ring for this guy, man. Is he the Con Smite? And oh my God, amazing! Hey, you know what? I uh, I had to laugh. I didn't see uh, Kane blowing the kisses there until <laughs> until it hit the Twitter account, whatever, and all that. And uh, oh, what can I say? Uh, I think we need some humor and whatever. And uh, he's like, you know what it's like you know, with you know what it's like, Alex. It's like. Vander Kane knows how to be a heel in wrestling and visiting cities. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. He, he he knows how to like the stuff that was going on after the <laughs> like when uh, when when Carrier he played, like Carrier was in Buffalo when Vander was there and he was doing the huggy bear after Carrier tied up because yeah. the Oilers don't need Zach Hyman going off. Zach Hyman had eighty three points. <laughs> They don't. They don't need Carrier taking him off the ice. But Cade was sure. It was funny. Then the comment afterwards. I mean, you know, <laughs> blank around and find out. I mean, come on. I I know there's Oilers fans. I, I probably got sixty texts just from guys I know that loved it. Right? Like they're like that's. And all I'm going to tell you is Evander Kane. Uh, he. The thing about Evander is he can actually back it up too. That's what's a, absolutely. Like that's a, why we love him out here too, buddy. Yeah, you know, like he's a top six guy that can ski at 13 yep. goals last year. You I know. <laughs> I mean, if you don't think he didn't get in the head of Matthew Kachuk last year in that series, uh, and, and the beauty for the Oilers is he's their fourth or fifth best forward, right? And the two top guys right now are the two top guys of the planet. There's no debate about it. No debate, my friend. All right. Awesome stuff, Alex. Take care. 780 See ya. 780-496-0063. We're going to go to Woody next on line two. Woody, how you doing? I'm doing good, Bob. How are you? Good. What do you think? Well, you know what? I, what I think uh, with Kane, I think what he brought to the orders is like that old adage, you know, he makes everybody an inch taller and 20 pounds heavier. And I think he brings you into the battle. I think he brings the other players in because he's, after every whistle, he's starting something, he's doing something, he's got that shit-eating grin that drives you crazy. I think... He, his value, even more than his 
this talent, which you all know he's got. I think he brings something that we absolutely needed for us to succeed. And we have a heel on our team. When's the last time we had a heel? Well, and the other thing, and this heel can back it up. Like sometimes there's guys that sit there and act, you know, you know, it, it, there's been guys that have run around and they don't necessarily drop the flippers. And when you know, when you're going Kane, he's got fast hands. Like you know, when he fought Brady Kachuk, and I talked to him about it after. He said, Bob. Brady Kachuk is legit. He goes like, you know, I hit him pretty good, and he kept on going. He's legit. I could tell he had a respect for him, but there's two guys that are basically first-line players going at it, right? And that's that's the beauty of the situation is if you're a top-six guy or a top-four-D and you're playing McDavid or Drysaddle hard, you might have to deal with Kane. And he, you know what? It's and, not just Kane either, Bob. Our our two top guys, like McDavid and Drysdale, they're playing a very hard game right now as well. And you know, I watched that Maple Leafs game last night, and that's the difference. Our best players are playing like it means something, and it's the playoffs. And those aren't showing up. And I don't want to not do it to slam Toronto, but you watch. Our players are playing. Theirs aren't. I think that speaks volumes. I, I think I've never been this confident the last few years. I've been pretty hard in the orders, but I have more confidence this year than I've had in probably well, you the last. should. It's the best team they've had. And, you know, they're going to – they should be a good team for the next three or four years. I don't think there's any – I mean, we're privileged. It's ridiculous what McDavid and Settle are doing. Oh, it's, it's just what – It's please. awesome. All right, it thanks. Is, what you bet. 780-496-0063. That opens up a phone line on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. Chuck in Cold Lake says, I love the makeup of the team as much as I can tell you, Bob. Fast, skilled, big, and mean. It doesn't get much better go oil from Chuck in uh, Cold Lake. Now, I do got to say this. Vegas is a good team, and they're well-coached. And they're experienced. They're the type of team that can handle us to a certain degree. Let's go to Lee on line number three. Lee, how you doing? I'm doing great. How you doing, Screef? Screef. Wow, that's old. That's an old one. That's an old one. All right. Well, what you... not, not when I look at the football pool. Oh, okay. Lee, all right. There you go. You <laughs> see it. I had a bounce uh, back I... here with all my Alabama guys this year, Lee. You know that. <laughs> I know that. I do. I just, Bob, you know, I've been watching this team for years. The one thing that used to get under my skin is they so often got outworked. And what I see in this team, the biggest turnaround is not just the physicality. These guys come to play every night. They have leaders who, if a guy's having an off night, the leaders pull the guys up to their level. And I just don't see, if they play their game, I don't see how anybody can stop them. They're the most complete NHL team I've seen, I guess, since Tampa Bay. Well, Tampa Bay had a great run there for three years. I mean, Lee, Boston had a wonderful regular season. The one thing I'd say about Boston is Krejci and Bergeron were hurt, and they were older, and Edmonton's top two guys. Like, if you're down here watching, like, there's been times this year, I, I don't want to say too much, but just let's just say Connor and Leon arrive on time. Okay, uh, and I, there's a term I use for the younger media guys, and that's closers take the first bus. Figure out what I'm saying, and those guys are ready to go. Okay, they're at they're 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 and they work super hard at practice. They work on their game. We had a practice day in Colorado, and the league the team sitting at 32 percent on the power play, and they're on the ice. 25 minutes after practice on a Monday. It was a holiday back in Edmonton. And I was watching this going, 
they got the best power play in the world that we've seen, and these guys are still working on it. And what they, one of the things that they were working on was Bouchard not deferring. And lo and behold, they got a four-on-three power play the next night in Colorado. And McDavid said, they're going to shade to me. You have time to, to, to make a play. And Bouchard ripped home the game winner. It's just... And that's got to excite Oilers fans, is how hard they work. It becomes transformative for the other players. Did you see their power play actually getting better when we got yes. when we lost Barry? I was kind of worried about that, no, but in I, fact, it's, if you, it's if, accelerated. I think anybody that listens to the show knows where my headspace. I think Bouchard should have been playing two years ago in the playoffs. We had all these fans, oh, Bear this and Jones that. Bouchard should <laughs> Bouchard should have been playing. Uh, I and I'm not being a hypocrite. We have broadcaster Zoom calls during that year. That was the year we didn't travel, and I brought it up with both Dave Tippett and Jim Play for the. I thought Bouchard should have been playing. So, uh, I, and I'll tell you why, because he creates his shots so heavy. And it's it's hard, so it's a weapon from the point, but it's the create it's the chaos that gets created if the shot gets blocked or the goalie makes a save. It's not a muffin. It's hard to contain, and then the game becomes road hockey. And to quote Glenn Gullitson, nobody's at better at road hockey than the likes <laughs> of McDavid, Nugent Hopkins, Dreisaitl. Lee, I got a full board. Thanks for the call, man. Thank you, bud. You bet. Bye. Let's go to uh, Chris on line four. Chris, how you doing? Doing great today, Bob. How are you? Good. Well, you know, I was going to talk about uh, Leon and Kane, but I know a lot of the listen talk uh, callers have already kind of mentioned, so I'm going to defer to two different people instead. First is actually is going to be Jay Woodcroft. You know, it shows how much uh, he's ad- adapts or how much he adapts to the situations that the team's in, and even going into Game Two last night, you know, there was all the talk about. DRNA and whether like he should sit yes. and not be yep. part of the series afterwards. He decided not to do that. He played him, but also the team at least backed him up. Like they didn't leave him to flounder and and squander chances. Like you know, that's the sign of the uh, coach to adapting his mistakes and helping his players in situations. I I would say. Well, the, I'll I'll take it one step further. You know, the orders. Once they got up 5-1, they were professional to wrestle away. They knew it was going to get physical. They had the right guys out on the ice to deal with that. And I actually think Edmonton's top two guys, I saw this in Pittsburgh as well. The Oilers were in Pittsburgh, I remember, because Berkey was still with the Penguins at that time. And I had a chat with him before the game, and I just said, I think our guys are going to be going tonight. And it was 5-1 after two. And Connor and Leon kind of read the room a bit and didn't sit there and weren't ruthless trying to make it 7 or 8-1 because they could have that night, okay? They could have done it. The Penguins were just awful. Connor got a penalty shot goal, scored deep to Casey DeSmith out of the net, scored a goal. He didn't even celebrate because he did not want to embarrass uh, Sidney Crosby and, and Malkin. I know that's the way those guys think in that situation. And the other night when it was 5-1 halfway through the game, I didn't really see McDavid and Dreisaitl sit there and push the envelope to go for the jugular. You know what I mean? Like, I I kind of sensed that they, they, they appreciated they were in a good position, managed the game home the right way, uh, don't take unnecessary chances, and there's a degree of professionalism about how they conduct themselves. And, and Jay, I, I got, like, Jay just, he's on to all the little things. He's on top of it. That's what I'm going to tell you. 
Yeah, no, no question about it. And the other guy I'm going to give uh, a, a nod to, and you know what, uh, he's been a guy that, you know, a lot of talk, you know, back and forth, but you know what, what he's done, and it's kind of odd, actually. He's, when you, I, you mentioned that uh, with Bouchard should have been playing two years ago against Winnipeg, and you look at the team then, even the team last year, and the team's gotten bigger, they've gotten faster, they're more skilled from Kane, Bukestad, Ekholm, Costin, like, I mean, Costin's looking more, is it even more of a steal now, considering it was just Sam Rukov that you gave up when you thought, okay, it wasn't, uh, you weren't sure what you were going to get and what an impact he's shown. And you know what? I think a little bit more respect needs to be shown. You know, and you know what? I know, it's a, I know we're in a time when we, you know, our fan, you know, as fans, we lack the patience at times. And you know what? He's the opposite of that. And you know what? I'll give him some, uh, some credit to it. Like he's built a team that's, you know, every season he's been here has made the playoffs. And you know what? It's uh, and they've gotten it's better. Gotten everybody excited. They've gotten every. I'll take it one step further, just on Ken Holland. If the orders prevail in this series, they make it in the final four. That is when the other general managers vote for GM of the year. Guess who's going to win that vote? I'm telling you right now. I know that's going to happen. He'll win the vote for for executive of the year based on what he's built this year. Um, you know, I spent some time with him in 2020 after the orders lost to the Hawks, and he said, "Stop. We got to build a bigger defense. We're too small." The Oilers had Russell and Barry as their second pairing, Bear in their third pairing, like three sub-six-footers in that series against the Jets. And look at the size of the defense now. It's a huge defense. and It's so, not even close, Bob. And you know what? That's, uh, it's going to be the difference maker in, what, in getting us going further. All but, right. Uh, all right. Thanks for the call. You bet. i got lots of other calls here. We're going to go to Jerry out of Woodbridge, Ontario, on line five. Hi, Jerry. How are you? Jerry, you still there? Yeah, I'm here. How are you doing? Not bad. It's a long day of work, but I just finished. <laughs> good, good, good. Uh, I'll try to keep it short. Um, I'm just impressed with Warren Fogle. I know that he hasn't scored a goal this this playoffs, and I think he's due for one. But let's just compare the player he was last playoffs to this playoffs. He was benched game six and seven against L.A. He was benched game five against uh, Calgary. And his time limits was the time on ice was around eight minutes and less some nights. And he played in the final round against Colorado, but I don't think he was relevant. This year, he's made a role for himself. And that's a lot of credit to, to Jay Woodcroft. And I know that he was a name at the deadline that was going to be rumored to be traded. And there was speculation between him and Puyarv, and we know what happened, and that's history. I just think that this player here has really made a role for himself. And that's a lot for a lot of players that, that Jay Woodcroft has done. And I think that that's a lot of credit to him. Look at Derek Ryan. He's mentioned it too when he first came in. And I, and I think that's come a long way. And I think that it's good, good on Fogel for just like, he, he had a, a tough start to the year. But I do think actually, this, I do think this about Fogel. So he's played 21 playoff games for the owners. He doesn't have a goal. Okay. <laughs> he was brought in to be a net driver, him and Hyman. Okay, and Hyman has obviously delivered. Hyman has 13 goals, 25 points, and 24 playoff games. I will make a prediction that if Fogel does score, if he scores one, he might get a couple because he tends to score in bunches. I would like to see him and McLeod uh, factor a little bit more as this goes on. I think it's important. But, hey, good point by you. Thanks for the call. All right, take care, Jerry. Just one quick thing. Just one quick thing. I think that the thing, the difference between the Oilers and, like, Boston and Toronto is adversity. 
this team has battled adversity, and you talk about it all the time, and I'll give you credit. You're the first one to say it. You said it when they beat the Kings that Monday night. Sorry, when they lost to the Kings that Monday night, you said that was the turning point. Boston and Toronto have never had to go through that this year. Well, they They were were 21-18-3. You're right. It was on a Monday night. We did the show on Tuesday from L.A. because they're going to play the Ducks on Wednesday. And Mm -hmm. people, people, over 60% of the texts that came in said the Oilers were not going to make the playoffs. Absolutely. Adversity makes a team stronger, and that's why. And they haven't lost back-to-back games since, like, January or February as well. Just remember that, too. Yeah, uh, and they actually played really well. They lost the 25th and the 27th. The 27th was against Boston at home. They played good that game. They could, have, In fact, they almost tied it on a three-on-five. It is 12.51 in Edmonton. We're going to keep going with some calls here after we take a quick timeout. You're listening to Oilers now. 12.54 at Edmonton. Quickly, you know, the Ashley Five Flores text line. Bob, Nathan McKinnon says to be careful with the best two players in the league. Connor is the best, and Leon's having a really good year, but his two-way game does not make him the second-best player in the league. Quit being a homer, Bob. Well, it would help. Like, look, Nathan McKinnon's a great player, but he doesn't play the full season every year. Uh, this is his first 100-point campaign. Drysaddle's had multiple 100-point years. He's never scored 50. Leon's done it three times. Leon averages uh, more points per game the regular season, more points per game the playoffs. McKinnon played on a deeper team than uh, Leon last year, and uh, this year uh, they were somewhat surprised, to say the least, by Seattle. All right, back to the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline. Brian on line number two. Uh, two. Brian, how you doing? Good, Bob. Yourself? Good. What do you got? Uh, going to be real quick because my bad phone match is going to die. Uh, first off, I think uh, Reggie Leach can say goodbye to his record. Uh, I wouldn't be a bit surprised to see uh, Leon actually break it this series. <laughs> wow. He's already at 13, and, uh, you know, they got at least another two games I got, minimum. Well, they got three. There's, there's going to be three three more games played for sure. So, well, including tonight. Yes, yes. Yep. Uh, but I'm, I'm already saying they're going to win tonight. Uh, second of all, the, the Oilers right now, uh, the, the way they're playing, if they continue playing like this, uh, I just I can't see anybody uh, beating them. They're playing a, a solid, smart, defensive game. They're playing a good 200-foot game, and it's not just one or two players. They're they're playing as a team finally, and uh, and and they're sticking up for one another, which is always a plus. The the last thing I'm going to say to you is uh, I I heard rumors that uh, the city of Toronto right now is going to rename the city after the Maple Leafs, and they're going to be calling it Toronto. Woo, harsh. All right, my man, thanks for the call. You can text us. Keep her going. We're going to try to squeeze two more in here. Ron, you have about 35 seconds. Go for it. Thanks for waiting. Okay, uh, Bob, I just want to bring up that first game they played in this series. The secondary players didn't show up for that. And I'm just wondering, is that mental or physical? Uh, I think you give credit to Vegas, and I think the players got the message because everybody showed up in the second game. And I have no idea why the Oilers keep dropping the opening games of series, but it's a valid point. You figure you figure they're going to carry on like they did the last. I, no, what I would say is what we've seen in the playoffs is it's too tough now. They did carry on against Calgary last year after losing Game One and coming back in Game Two, uh, and in and in fairness, they came back after rallying in Game Number Four in L.A. and uh, you know won the next two games. 
But I, the, to me, these two teams, uh, any team can win on any given night. Thanks for the call, Ron. I, thanks. I got to get Haji in for a minute here. Haji, uh, the floor is yours. Go for it. Hey, Bob, I bet the family was happy to see you back after a long trip. No, not really. <laughs> uh, you kind of stole my thunder. I was just going to comment on uh, I hope that uh, the next few games are closer than last night because if the Oilers come out and, and lay another beat down, they have a tendency of taking their foot off the gas. And this Vegas team is not going to lay back. This is a good, well-coached team. They're excellent on the road. People should remember that. The, you know, the Vegas. Absolutely. Like, you know, you take a look at their numbers during the regular season, uh, and they were 26-7-8 away from home. Like, that's that's pretty good. Yep. Now, the Oilers won, were 27-11-3, so Edmonton won more, but Vegas had a better points percentage on the road than Edmonton during the regular season. No, I was going to reference last year when we trounced L.A. those two games in a row, and it kind of seemed like we kind of laid back a bit and took our foot off the gas, and it took us a good game and a half to get back at it. I hear you. And uh, I don't want that to happen tonight. So hopefully the games are Oilers, but they're closer than last night, or last game. Thanks Take care, Bob. Have a good one. Thanks a lot. Uh, 12.58, Edmonton, we're going to head off to a global news weather traffic update. With Randy Kilburn, and when we come back for Contract Equipment, Canada's premium heavy equipment dealer with rental and sales, George LaRock. This is Oilers Now.